Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Sacred Flesh. My name is Lee Wick. I am the owner of a gothic day spa in downtown Spokane called Vanity Makeup and Skin. And I am also the owner of a certification and training education company um, targeted towards licensed beauty professionals, also in downtown Spokane called Vane Industry Elevation. And I'm going to introduce my guests last, but I'm going to start by saying we've already said a bunch of F words. Um, we've already done a lot of pre um, shenanigans and everybody who went to beauty school with us will not be surprised at we're on our same shit. So that's just how it's going to go today. It's so fun. And then she's brought Brandy, but I'm not going to see, look at, I just, I got excited. So I'm going to do that later. Um, so one moment, wait, you guys can say, you can talk, you can oh, say, <laughs> she's all silent laughing. It's because I'm a special guest. Look at that. They don't want to say my name For Paul Mitchell, don't say it yet. It's it's special. Yes. We could give give them, though, a tip. The stoop. Yep. Oh, the the pedicure They used to call me (laughs) Easy. I swear. (laughs) Darby, you will remember this. Darby is the one that made me my letter. Easy. Easy. That's right. And Lee. (laughs) Yep. Mm. Oh, yes. So, Brennan... Yes. Hi. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Um, I feel like I see you frequently. We see each other. <laughs> We've been seeing each other quite a bit. Yeah, we're. I think we're. I think we might be exclusive. I'm not sure. We are. We're very definitely <laughs> platonically oh exclusive. Except you have a lot more podcasts, so you're cheating on me with a lot of individuals there. But that's Ooh. fine. And Abby. And Matt. Matt would not probably mind you taking a little bit of his his heat because he's I'm a handful. <laughs> hey, we don't like cheaters here. No, I know. And I, and I don't I think Abby's probably a handful too, so that I think I'm the handful of, oh, of me and okay. Abby. All right. So All right. I think she would I think she would agree with that too. Yes. Uh, she probably my would. wife is very she's awesome. Laid back. We love Aww. her. I'm also the handful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was Sydney. Sydney, say hello. Hey. That's oh, it. we should let Brandy say hi. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, hi everyone. Yay! Okay, <laughs> so now we'll do formal inter- introduction. Hey, Brandy has that sexy voice. Though. She does. She does. That <laughs> highlight is it coming through really on that cheek, yeah. too. <laughs> it's like very, very, very sexy. What highlight is that anyway? Um, I think this is a Morphe, Morphe highlighter. Oh, yes. nice. Okay, good. Is um, it popping? It is popping, oh, okay. but it's good. like subtle pop. Like you're not trying too hard to be like, bam, like 2009. You're really just very subtle. Oh yeah. That's what I was going you're just for. Like, that's the, yes. look at the cheek and then don't look at the cheek. <laughs> Um, okay, so I have Edith. Edith, say hi. What's up, everybody? I know. This okay. is so exciting. So exciting. So Edith came in all prepared to be professional, and we are professional. But Very. Edith, yes, Edith and I go way back. Um, we went to beauty school together, and we'll give a shout out to Paul Mitchell, the school in Richland. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. And we used to get in trouble. A lot. And I'm freaking, I was 45 years old getting in trouble by a teacher that was was probably 27. You were pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) I still got in trouble. (laughs) Always, yes. Didn't matter. You and you were pregnant and some of the times you didn't feel good and you would put up with zero shit. And you would have, yes. And you would have to come into the esthetician room to not um, throw down with people on the floor 
in the hair. Hey, but that's why my daughter's like that. Actually, she's very sassy. She's a See? Scorpio, but she's crazy. See, man. and I, and so you and I instantly were like, I, you were like, I'm going to come sit over here. Those bitches, I can't even handle them. I'm going to come sit. And I, and I was like my second day and I'm like, come sit by me. And then she's like, okay. And then boom, we became friends ever since. She's yeah. like, what's your story? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm the oldest one in here. And I feel like I'm gone back to middle school and so she anyway so edith and i just kind of became this hilarious duo that we would there's so much free time in beauty school yeah. right mm-hmm. so much free time and we just, we, we just started our own gang that's we what, that's did what a gang of two yeah. and we would literally sit out well on the stoop we would call it a stoop like we were in the bronx and literally be on the floor at paul mitchell edith would be sitting on a pedicure chair on the step of the pedicure chair. And we would For just real. talk shit about everybody who walked by, everybody who walked the other way, everybody who looked at us, everybody. <laughs> hey, Mia, you're making us seem really mean right now. <laughs> Holy crap. Hey, we love you though. <laughs> it was, it was the hormones. Sur- it was survival. It was just survival. Survival of the beauty school. That's right. <laughs> But no, I mean, we, we made some of our best friends no, in know. beauty school. Totally. Yeah. I, but it is such a, an ex, a wild experience. So no, I think it was just, you know, I, beauty school is so hard in general. And I feel like you go there to learn the basics, you know, just to get the certificate and stuff. You know, I really appreciate the fact that Paul Mitchell, they really tried to bring they us did. out there. You know, yes. I was really thankful. Like they did give us a lot of motivation. Mm-hmm. They, um, really showed us the other side of beauty, if that makes sense. Like, Absolutely. Um, but it was just, like I said, a school full of women. And us women are and very barbers. hormonal. And, and then the barbers came. <laughs> and then the drama really started, you know? So I was just like, damn, girls, leave those barbers alone. And get married. Honestly. Yeah. Yes, that is so so funny. I'm like, no, no, no. You know? But, you know, that's life, you know? And I think those are that's why we made so many great memories you know it's just and one of the dearest memories that i guess i would really hold on you're gonna go for it now Mm -hmm. yeah i kind of have to yes um you know it was julia um jules uh she was my core teacher and she was my rock let's Mm -hmm. put it that way she really did help me through beauty school she gave me the motivation i needed she was such an amazing mentor for all of you guys on very and we felt like in the estheticians she was always down to be a model or guinea pig or whatever we needed she was so supportive and just a great cheerleader and jules i really miss yes and i know that was a hard loss for you so i'm very sorry well even um, for all of us for everybody um and I mean, I still have recordings of her and it just made me laugh because she freaking hated getting her lip waxed. And Michelle always <laughs> always like, you know, we're going to show the students. So come so we can wax your eyebrows and your lip. You know, she would be like, oh, that fucking her, you know. You know? Like, so yeah. we'll, ha- we'll hold on to her very dearly, you know, and her love for Fireball. Absolutely. <laughs> that was That's a big how loss. I remember her all the time. But yeah. we love her and. You know, I we do see it as a loss, but honestly, I feel like we gained a really good angel. Mm-hmm. So I'm really thankful for that. Yeah, it was really shocking um, to when I found out that she had passed away. Emily texted me and told me and that day and she said nobody. And then you were one of the like you had already think probably knew. Mm-hmm. And then it started coming out on social media and everybody just so many students past and present, even who I had never heard of. Cause you're only in beauty school for a short amount of time. Yeah. You were there for a year. Yeah. I was just there for six months mm-hmm. and it's like so many people come and go 
for sure. That she touched so many people. And I agree with you on Paul Mitchell being the upper echelon of beauty schools. And now that I'm in a training capacity, I do see the huge differences in curriculum and standards of education in different beauty schools. And there are some really, really, really bad ones, um, which is good for me and my um, business. Hey, they're key guys here, everybody. Hi, hi, say key, hi guy. key guy. Hello. <laughs> we are live. Sydney, like, His name is Easton, by the way. I was pointing at him like, go get the key. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you. <laughs> His name is what? Easton. Easton. Bye, Easton. Oh. I read it really fast. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. You are the podcast manager. I, know. Okay. I am not on it today hey, at all. These big eyes don't go to waste. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> um, so I really do feel like Paul Mitchell is was an amazing beauty school for us to attend. And they yeah, sure. did really try to give us exposure to a lot of various um, various yeah. Things that happen mm-hmm. in the beauty industry, and it was the fun side. Yes, that way. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did your makeup before yep. with um, five products that looked like they'd been um, in the back of somebody's car. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it was. I, oh my goodness! Hey, I, she wanted me to look like Britney Spears or something. You know, that's all good. <laughs> it's so funny because everybody knew me from Mac, like I was some yes. weird, and I was the Mac OG and everything. And I had this huge amount of pressure rolling yes. in. I'm just like, I just trying to go to beauty school. I don't want to yes. do anybody's makeup. Yeah, that is so fucking true. And they said, we're going to have a makeup competition and we're going to enter Lee as our person. And here's our kit. And this kit had like five things in it and like a <laughs> spatula and a weird facial brush. And we still fucking won. <laughs> We freaking did. What was it? I think you put pink on my eyes or something. I don't I remember. A, I did a cut crease because your it eyes are so crease. big yeah. and beautiful. And mm. it was it was beautiful. Yes. Thank and you. I mean, for the amount, for the kind of product that we use. <laughs> had to work with. Correct. Yeah. And then everybody got, got, all the other classes got better stuff. Now I feel like Paul Mitchell is just way different than it was when we were there seven years ago. Don't you think? Way different. Oh, yeah. 100%. Did you go 100%. to Paul Mitchell too? too? No, I didn't. Where did you go to beauty school? I went to Victoria's Academy. You did? Yes. Well, I feel like I went to school two times because I started cosmetology on my early 20s mm-hmm. in California. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, life happens. Yes. Out. And yep. so years down the road, I decided to go back and finish, but I finished here at Victoria's. Yes. Nice. Okay. Um. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I was like, don't say mm. I know, I'm trying. I'm trying to um Yeah, but we had fun. We had, we lots had of fun. so much fun. We enjoyed yes, it. yes. We, we really enjoyed it. Um, so today we're gonna talk about the history of salon ownership and challenges that salons and spa owners face in starting a business. Because I do feel like that is something that is not prepared at all for, especially in Washington where so many beauty professionals go out on their own and booth rent and then they don't know anything and they don't even know how or what. And then, um, so we're just going to get right into it. Sydney, do you have anything to say so far? I didn't even say no. Um, she's not letting you talk. It sounds like a lot (laughs) of, I have a beauty school bestie too, Sam. If you're, I know, I think she does listen. If you're listening, I'm talking about you. Sounds basically the same. We just sit around 
talk our shit. Yes. <laughs> we'd get in trouble all the time. We were always getting yelled at by the instructor. So yes. and very we, similar stories. They wouldn't tell us anything because I was a big pregnant one. And then Leah's and I was in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm in a wheelchair. What do you I'm want? I'm going to you over. Yeah. I need to eat right now. There's no eating in class. I'm pouring a bag of potato chips yeah. in my mouth. Oh, I used to do the same thing. Oh, Are they, my instructor like would swipe my chips from me. Would she? Yeah, she would. They wouldn't come do that. by and like take a handful of my chips and walk oh, away boy. if I was eating in class. They probably are much it. more strict now, but we they they we gave them some help or jewels, and then having instructors like jewels. I, I just it was funny awesome. when she would walk in. She was like, guys, just chill. Yeah, can please. you guys just put just this relax. away, please? It's like, yeah, <laughs> like you're gonna be me. You're gonna get me in trouble. I'm like, oops, my bad. I know. Denise would say stuff like, yeah. you guys, we can have a party, but can you please just like hide the food if somebody comes in? We're like, oh yeah. And then Mariana, remember Mariana? Yes. Uh, her husband would make the best guacamole yes. ever. Uh-huh. And he would put it in these big squirt things because, I mean, everybody needs squirtable, squeezable guacamole. Of course. 100%. And I was squeezing my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classy oh, times. Yeah. Classy times. That was fun. Okay. So tell us, Edith and Brandy, about your salon. So you guys are co-owners, correct? Correct. So tell us about your career now that we've done all of our shenanigans. Tell us about yourself, about your career. I feel like I've watched you guys blossom, um, and I've already watched you transition into a new phase. So tell us everything. Hi. Hi. I was kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um... As you guys know, my name is Edith, and we own a salon named Marikai Beauty Lounge in Richland, Washington, right on George Washington Way by Howard Eamon Park. Um, we started our business back in October of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be real with you, we started Please without do. knowing pretty much, not as much, to be completely honest yes. with you. Yes. Uh, has definitely been really hard to everybody that thinks it's opening a business it's super easy right it is not you no. know it was it's been challenging as and and i feel like as we go we are still learning yeah i learned to, still after seven years yes mm-hmm. so i feel like everybody covers or just kind of sugarcoats how beautiful it is to have a business right. but not what it takes correct you know it's a lot more than just doing hair you do everything well we do everything yes um and is it just the two of you as co-owners yes and was there a third um there was a third one um but she opened uh, her own location you know she just you know yes yes yeah 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 Mm -hmm. you know we wish nothing but the best for her yeah of course and that happens it's the beauty school or beauty industry i feel like is so transitional you can't really hold on to and Life is changing all the time anyway, but everything in beauty school, I mean, everything in the beauty industry changes minute by minute by minute. So you can't hold on to anyone, really. For sure. And actually, actually, you know, I feel like us as as business owner, we want to see people that come here and grow. And so that means that you're doing a good job. You know, you you see people come in and work with you and work alongside and and then them moving out and opening their own places and so that means well for us at least it means that well we're doing i guess a job you know as mentoring new stylists new artists that come in so that's good you know you want to see other people succeed as well it is and i feel the same way and i but i won't let sydney leave because she's (laughs) right so she can't 
Hey, you're I always, stuck with her. I'm I not always, going anywhere. I it's always good. tell her all the time. I go, you're doing such a great job. Um, you can never leave. So words of affirmation are my love language. <laughs> so don't leave. You're doing an amazing job. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, trust me. And that's one thing that I want to bring up too. You know, um, I see a lot of people out there opening businesses and honestly doing it alone. I, I don't know. Like, honestly, I feel like having Brandy by my side has been really a huge help Yeah. yeah. because <clears throat> I don't know, it's so hard. Like yes. it's been so hard. Like there's stuff that I am really good at and there's stuff I lack and yeah. the same why. So we both balance it out Yes. and I couldn't Im- not imagine like doing it alone. You know, it's, it's been a really, really rough road and a lot of people just see oh you own a business that's awesome you're doing amazing yeah. you're doing great you must make a lot of money you must make a lot of money okay like oh, no yeah. we're stressed out at the end yep. of the day yep. we're freaking yep. hauling ass like yep. we're barely making you don't it. even pay yourselves that's the thing exactly that you, the business comes yes. first i have i have literally gone six years with barely paying myself anything yes. because I'm trying to build something mm-hmm. that is way bigger than me. And now it's starting to, when poor Sydney started right after COVID, I had just closed Tri-Cities. I was in shell shock about COVID. I was in shell shock about, my gosh, I had two locations and an amazing staff. Now I have Spokane. I had 440 clients in Tri-Cities. I have six in Spokane what the hell am I going to do? Like I was literally starting over and now I can see it completely starting to blossom, but it's taken nothing but such hard work and sweat and tears. And yeah, so So you guys get it. That's definitely then something that I could say that we could both say, to be honest, is like, if you're going to start a business, be prepared even if you're not even a honestly, even if you're renting a booth, it's still a business. Correct. And, and that's what people don't know. Exactly. I'm like, to be frank, honest with you, I've been doing this for already going seven years. Yeah. And it took me like about five years to really build a clientele. Correct. And not even then, because even when you move, you lose people. Correct. So you have to be prepared to struggle the first years. Mm, absolutely. <clears throat> I completely agree. And there's those statistics that show every time you raise your prices, <coughs> excuse me, you'll you'll lose 20 to 30% of your clients that opens up for people that'll pay your new. So it's so fluid. You have to be very, very, some months you are, I think every, every, I'm like, okay, we are, we are, we are literally golden. We are showering ourselves in money. The next month I'm like, nobody even buy any sort of waxing stick on Amazon. (laughs) Like don't buy anything. With that, actually I could, really have a say on that because I was actually talking about this to Brandy. I do have a lot of clientele that I have since I started. Me too. And since I've since we moved to our new location, we've raised our prices. I, I kid you not, some of them did stop going because they're like, wow, it's too much. And mm-hmm. I'm and I respect it. hundred yeah, percent. I'm their like budgets, their it's, budget. it's totally fine. Like yeah. it's okay. Um some <laughs> have stuck around, but I could see it. it like it's like uh, you know it's yep. it's hard on them. And I'm like but at the at the same time, you're stuck between being too nice will leave you broke. You Absolutely. Know? And we're business owners, and like Brandy could tell you, like it's hard. Like 
if someone doesn't show up, someone doesn't pay rent, guess who has to cover it? Yes, absolutely. So it's like, and these months have not been nice to us with the freaking, no. um, with our electricity bill or yes. our heater bill. Brandy can tell you that, okay? Because she's she's really good about in charge of our finances. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am very anal. Good. <laughs> yes. So you're like my husband. Yes, That's I, I am the one that tries to keep knit. You know, everything about finances, trying to keep everything on a budget. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to have to cut this. But the We're fact gonna- that you know your numbers puts you way ahead of a lot of owners because when you know your numbers, and I get a lot of people that come to me for business coaching, right? Right. Even though I'm still learning and I have a business coach, like there's everybody we get inspired from each other. But when people say, when the first thing I'll ask them is, what are your numbers? How much does it cost you to perform that? And I have, like, we know, Sydney and I know exactly how much it's eight cents for an SD wipe. A piece of gauze. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Eight cents. So when Sydney started doing trainings at Vane, um, poor Sydney, I was I was watching these estheticians go through our dis- our disposables because it's not there. They're not paying for it in their mind, right? Right. And we're this big, and I would have to tell Sydney, hey. You need to control the actual, they don't just get free reign of our disposables because this, so now we have it to where she really controls how many Q-tips they get. Like you don't need to just be wiping everything off with new gloves and all crazy. It's like when when we wash shampoos, you've literally just half pump. Yes. And you're like, try to make it it last for the whole entire. You're like, put some more water in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Or like, yeah, like a waxing strip. Yeah. Try to. Use, use it, it as twice. much. Yes, yes fold exactly. it over. Yes. So just be very mindful on, on budgeting yes. and cost and what it takes to pretty much run a business on a day. And yes. So, yes. Yeah. So let's talk about, we've kind of already started this, but let's talk about some of the challenges of um, the owner, whether you're a hair salon or a spa or a tanning salon, all of us in the beauty industry, tattoo parlor, all of those, we all kind of are under the same um, umbrella now. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you face? Everything. Right? No, I think the biggest challenge, to be honest, and I'm I'm sure Brandy could agree with me, is um, holding down the right people to be at the salon. And to have the, to build that team that you really truly, um, want for your business because every, every salon has their own, um, what is it called? Their own, um, culture, culture. Mm -hmm. So, um, obviously like Brandy says, we never hold anybody, um, like you have to stay with us, you know, if it doesn't fit your needs then it's all great. If our vibe doesn't go with yours, great. You know, we have our own culture. We're trying to build since we're freshly new, you know, we're going barely for two years. Yeah. But I feel like that's one of our challenges that we have. We have two amazing girls right now and, you know, we're very thankful for them. You know, everything has been flowing really nicely with them, but. And are you, do you rent or are they employees? Rent. They're rent. rent, Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So Mm -hmm. that is, that poses another unique set of challenges because we, I do employees only because I don't want to deal. I want complete quality control. Yeah. For and, sure. but I, and everybody says, Oh, I don't want to deal with employees with rent. And I'm like, well, renters have their own exactly. set of problems. Oh, for You're sure. just picking one set of problem over another. Like exactly. that's, you know what I'm saying? It, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, um, when I, when I Googled what was the, um, biggest challenges for salon owners and spot owners, the first thing is, um, hiring and keeping good staff. Yep. That was number go. one. <laughs> yeah. And then, 
Um, number two was getting people to plug in, staff to plug in and actually um, make their business, make your like really truly take ownership of the business yes. and really plug into their role. Of course. Yeah. Um, and I would agree that that is a big one. And then choosing the right location and customer loyalty Price increases is number four, or excuse me, number five, marketing um, services, and then maintaining um, constant change. So I feel like we've kind of addressed every single one of those too in this little time. Yeah, to be honest, because it's realistic, it's it's what's happening and not everybody talks about it because... At the end of the day, actually, we were just talking about on the, on the way over here. I was telling Brandy, I'm like, everybody's so sensitive nowadays. Oh, yeah. So I feel like we are, we try to be mutual, like meet mutual grounds and like talk to the girls in a way that we... They don't get offended. They don't yeah. get offended. Or like try to be, um, you know, sensitive towards their needs or, yeah. you know, like, so now it's, you know, sometimes... When we have meetings, I, you know, sometimes you do feel like you're walking on eggshells without offending anybody or. And that is where I feel more comfortable because I, I built the table and I right. will, I'll remove you from the table. Yes. Like yes. very. No. Yeah. I, we completely understand. Yeah. yeah. Where you're coming so from. So it's but different. But you guys, I. We have. And I love the fact that it's consistent rent and it's team and you guys can mutually um, refer off of each other. That is. I really valued, I wouldn't have been able to build my business where it was unless I wouldn't have rented in a salon first. Cause I was at the mint and then just getting, oh, yeah. sharing clients and is so good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, um, <laughs> but either way it's, it's still hard. And like I said, we've, we've had people work for us and we, um, we could we could definitely see the differences and stuff of the I would say people's ethic. Yeah. yeah and Everybody, also sorry, go for it. Sorry. Everybody has a different work ethic. Yes. And so I feel like after COVID, everybody's work ethic definitely changed the whole dynamic of mm-hmm. of working now girls or girls or anybody you know like in the beauty industry that we've come across that they want to work only mornings or you know like if you're starting out this career and and i'm sure you know that you have to be accessible yes you know um evenings or with certain clients um building clientele um you know you just have to be a little bit open yeah uh, and flexible Mm -hmm. and i feel like this new people coming out of school have very high expectations and and when we went we when we were in beauty school seven years ago the statistic was 40 percent of people that were in the room with us weren't gonna um even graduate or get licensed yeah and i would assume that it's even higher now because they go out into the industry maybe we should look that up right see that yeah there's such a culture shock with um how how it truly is to like, where are you going to get these clients from? And when, and everybody copies everybody else and everybody, it's just, it's just really, really crazy. It it is hard because like how Brandy was explaining, um, even I, like when I started, I mean, I was just grateful because I did have someone to hold my hand pretty much on the way. And I remember she was like, if you're going to want it, you, you have to stay late. Like if a client Mm -hmm. comes at 6 PM, you stay till whatever time. And, and sure enough, it, it really helped. It helped build my clientele. It helped build my strength in the beauty industry. Um, 
and it made me see life a lot different. Mm -hmm. And maybe now we get to relax a little bit more, but it took me five years to to finally say, okay, I can relax a little bit more, be a little bit more lenient with my schedule. But it's hard. Like I tell everybody, you're not going to see profit at all no like realistically unless you're doing it from home but who really wants to go to your house nobody no especially now with today's after covid nobody wants to go to somebody's the salon um at the home i think is viewed differently it is um i think that's very it's viewed a lot different we're not just kitchen i think if covid taught us anything is that people will pay for their lashes and their nails and their hair before they'll feed their kids exactly then they'll do their skin they're like (laughs) they're like fuck them kids (laughs) who cares about them kids right So it's time that we really, really teach the consumer that these are businesses. We're not just doing this for fun and, oh, people, well, you can practice on me. I don't need practice. I don't need, I need to be paid. This is an actual business. This is my job. I pay for business license. Yes, yes. So it looks like Sydney has a statistic for us. Yeah. So it says the graduation rate is in American beauty school is 46%. Okay. So it's about the same. Mm -hmm. And it says it's 68 students out of 146 will complete. Oh, wow. Wow. That's still a lot. That's still still a lot. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Well, less than half. Well, another to elaborate on that too, like I know um, something that uh, Brandy had said before too, is like even, and you could probably back this up, but, um, even if someone does it at home, you know, like a service at home. And I feel like that's why we get hit a little bit harder because mm-hmm. when somebody comes, wow, you're charging that much for the hair, but it's a whole ass color correction. Yeah. And I, well, somebody from home can do it. Yes. Then go there. Then go for it. Yeah. But at the same, you're not getting the experience of having like a salon experience, you know? Yeah, correct. So it's like, oh. And I believe that we um, pick like our clients find us for certain reasons. Like there's there's plenty of room for everybody Um, and your clients. I it's hard not to stress out about getting new clients. But every time I stress out, it's like my energy field sends something um, out into the atmosphere that I, I don't attract as many clients as I do when I just chill out and trust that I have built a business that people like and enjoy. And I do treat people with kindness and respect and with a top shelf experience. And I do have staff that care about their job and I, um, don't need to worry about new and then they'll come. They just, they come. It's speaking to the universe. It is. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to talk a little bit. Brennan, do you have anything to say? Well, I was going to, I, Sydney brought up that stat and I, there's another thing I found, which was interesting. Like how long does it usually take to graduate from beauty school? Every state is different with different regulations. It took me 10 months. Okay. And it took, hair is 1200 hours. So it's about a year. No, it's 1600 hours. Okay. And master esthetician is 1200. And then. I did 1250. Yeah. 1250. No, it would be that. And then, um, general esthetician is 750. Gotcha. So six months, 10 months or a year. Because mm-hmm. the the average for graduation rates from for in twelve months is twenty seven percent, but then Whoa. like but then it goes up like Holy like at eighteen months it's sixty three percent, and then in twenty four months it's sixty five percent. Interesting. But uh, it was uh, but that's from this is like from this is like a five year period from twenty eleven to twenty sixteen. So that could, that's probably changed, but it's I don't probably, think it's changed by much. Probably, probably not that much. It's, yeah. That's not really that surprising. Yeah. Right. I feel like from what I remember, I went when I started, I think it was maybe fifteen. And then by the end that I graduated, I think I would say from the top of my head, maybe like four um 
people that I went to school with right? actually obtained their cosmetology license. Yeah. And it's the people mm-hmm. that you really don't expect that don't actually stay in the industry. Exactly. The ones that come in and the heaviest hitters. Oh, yeah, 100%. And they think they're like professionals at everything already and then you're Miss like know it all yeah so Miss annoying. Know it all. it's like go fuck off and then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> where are you now we'll hey, shout about hey those are the girls that me and Mia were talking about that's funny design school is the same way i went to design oh, really? school and when we started in our program there was there was at least 60 people yeah like in my in my like freshman or like the first year class yeah and then by the time i graduated there was maybe 24. Wow. So like wow. it was a big drop off. Um, but we, you don't have to have a, you don't have to have a great degree to practice graphic design. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to have a degree to do beauty That's school true. either, but um, <laughs> let me tell you, you're sure trusting a lot of people who did a half-ass experience in beauty school to cut your they hair and Sally's diet. Though. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be watching TikToks and do right, your hair, no, guys. No, COVID fucked Calm everybody up. down and don't. Oh my lord. Okay, so I was researching about the history of salons, and I kind of added this because I was just curious as I was thinking about the salon challenges, and I knew we were going to talk about it. I was like, okay, well, how long is a salon? Like, when did that happen? Right? Like, when? What was the first salon? And it says um, this is just according to Wikipedia. A salon is a gathering of people held by an inspiring host. Um, during the gathering, they amuse one another, increase their knowledge through conversation, and participate in a trade. These gatherings often consciously uh, followed Horace's definition of the aims of poetry, either to please or to educate. And then salons in the tradition of the French literary and philo- philosophical movements began in the 17th and 18th century, and they're still being called on today. So it says the salon was an Italian invention of the 16th century, which flourished in France throughout the 17th and 18th centuries. The salon continued to flourish in, in Italy throughout the 19th century. Um, and then it just doesn't say really when it came to um, the U.S., but the Romans and the French were really huge in establishing etiquette of salons, um, which are still used today um, to equate to client chivalry and treating clients very well and the best, which is kind of cool, right? It sure is. I'll have you guys back and we'll do one just on the actual um, history of salons. That would be fun. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's get weird now. Okay. I love weird. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a weirdo. Do you have any closing thoughts about salon um, salon? challenges as always it just amazes me how much salons and podcast studios are exactly the same see (laughs) that's why when you that's why i don't hire anyone (laughs) brandon said to me no i'm just joking i I can't afford any i can't afford to hire anyone right now anyways but like it it it, is it's a level of stress and like it's doing like doing what you doing what you all do like is this i i couldn't imagine the stress of it like i like i was telling me when i walked in today i had five cl- i told her thank you for not canceling me on me today because i had five podcasts cancel on me this week and, right oh, wow um, crazy so I, rude. I, I've, gotten, rude. I've gotten better right now i charge people no matter yeah. what for the month like so they'll just make it up later um which is kind of i'm probably different from like a salon but uh no, it actually, is. we're we're starting to yeah. do that you do as that? well okay. now because sometimes you know 
obviously when people book online, you have to go put a credit card. Mm-hmm. But now people got smart and, and they'll they take go, their credit card they out. take it out yeah. and or they cancel their, yes, mm. their card. So now what we do is we reach out a day, 24 hours or even 48 hours and request a deposit. Yep. Um, because mm. we get no shows all the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, it's, that's a, it's not fun. <laughs> I, 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 Frustrating. It yes. is. Yeah. And I really do think it's just a matter of the industries that have like butts in the seat, right? Like if you are not in the hair chair, nobody's getting paid. Like if you don't have a client in your hair chair, nobody's getting paid. If we don't have anybody in the treatment room, nobody's getting paid. So if you book that time, mm-hmm. it's not like there's just people that are going to come in there. And I feel like, and same with a podcast. So I feel like it's really kind of up to us as business owners to truly educate consumers that like this time that you're reserving is truly meant for you. And if you remember when doctors started charging for um, no shows and things. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They still are. Yes. <laughs> and actually if you don't <clears throat> confirm your appointment, your you, appointment it's a gets canceled. Yes. So yeah. Mm. So, and I've, I've started to kind of use some of that language when people don't confirm because every now and then somebody will not confirm and I'll be, and I'll reach out or have Sydney reach out and say, Hey, are you, um, going to make your appointment tomorrow. I want to make sure because our, my system's going to cancel you. And then sure enough, they always cancel anyway, but it, you know, cause people know what they should do. They know they do know, but just we a matter just of us not putting up with it, I guess. We just have to tell them, you know, if this was your heart doctor, would you really, yeah, honestly, really yeah. Just be like, we're like heart doctors. Yes. Like, that's all you have to think about it. And I do think the only way to really truly get the point across is to do deposits where they have skin in the game, honestly. So you guys are smart to do that. Um, okay, now let's get weird. The weirdos come out. Um, so do you have a ghost story? Do you want me to tell you? Yes. <laughs> okay. I think we both, I'm sure, Brandy, you have ghost stories, ghost stories too, right? Edith told me she has lots of them and she's going to get really weird. No, but she's going to, she has good ones. No, she, you should hear back. She scared the crap out of the kids Ooh. when we went camping once. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> she is. Probably not as interest, interesting as mine, but you know. But, met, let me say this real quick because you just mentioned scaring the kids. So, you know, my, <laughs> my, my legs are cosmetic, right? So uh-huh. my legs are not real. Uh-huh. And I used to scare the shit out of every kid. Um, oh my gosh. And <laughs> I would do that right now if my husband would let me, but he says no. Oh and my God. He's like, don't, you don't need to give these kids counseling. Dramatic. <laughs> I, when I was little, we would do spook alleys and I would lay oh with gosh. a, with a sheet <laughs> about five <laughs> feet away from my legs and they'd have to walk past me to come get the candy. And then the little kids would turn around and I'd be standing right there on my hands on the sidewalk. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Shoot, it's fun. I still, hey, those are mem- good memories. Those go are, ahead. Those are the best memories. What are you talking about? Okay, go ahead. I guess I'll let Brandy talk more about her scary stories. I guess I'll kind of tell you a little bit of mine, but um, so I'm originally from Yakima, Washington. Yes. Um, I'm the gangster town, you know what I mean? We already know. And from the hood. We know, <laughs> we, we know, know right? We know. Um, Yakima Vegas. Yeah. Hey, it's the Palm Springs of Yak- uh, Washington. Is. Chill Hands out. Hands down, Palm Chill Springs. Chill out. My homies will get mad. Um, Go ahead. But anywho, my dad had bought this uh, three-story home uh, in 16th Avenue, and it was born, it was born, oh my gosh, it was built like in the, I don't know, in the 60s or 40s, I have no idea, it was really old, very old, so it has so much like 
let's just put it let's put it this way. They've a lot of people have died in that home, you know. Oh, okay. Um, uh-huh. I never personally got to see anything for some reason, but everybody in that home got, has gotten pretty much haunted. Let's Ooh. put it that way. The house was really haunted. Do um, your parents still live there? No, he just sold it. My um, my dad passed away four years ago, and they did. He did sell. The I home. remember when that happened. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but. That home was like, like literally this building, very vintage. The uh-huh. key, the keys to get into the room were literally those like golden keys. Uh-huh. Um, and my room was like beautiful, huge. The rooms are like this humongous. Uh-huh. Um, anywho, I was sleeping in my bed and apparently every time I would go to bed, everybody, anybody that would spend the night or stay with me in my room, they would see a little girl playing next to me and I was dead asleep. And this little girl was playing next to me and I never got to see her. No, but she would play next to me and just stare at me and like play and stuff like that. And I was like, what do you mean? So like, yeah, you didn't see her. I'm like, no, I was sleeping. I was like, I don't know. But yeah, like everybody would see these things and they were like, yeah, they were next to you. I'm like, I don't know, but I never got to see it. Um, so I was like, well, I'm thankful. I guess I didn't get to see it. They didn't want to scare me. I don't know. Yes. But yeah, that's I, how it is with the bathroom down the hall. Like several of my clients have seen these two nurses down there, like these clients don't know each other. <clears throat> they bathroom that we just went. Correct. To? Oh my gosh. Yeah. We can stay home after this. <laughs> but there's two nurses in there that some of my clients have seen. One of my clients, um, she the 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 door didn't open, but the sink turned on, and somebody was humming. And you know that that door is really heavy. You can't just open the door quietly. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, and then she, two of them, were, I mean, these people don't know each other and they're always like nurses or women, two women. And I've gone in there hoping till I want to see something, nothing. She's like, I'm an investigator. Yeah. And it's like, you, hey, how the hell did they open that door? It doesn't have a keypad on there. <laughs> the ghosts. Yeah. How the ghosts open the door. Yeah. I think they just go straight through, babe. No, but I'm saying they saw that the door opened, right? No, she didn't hear the door open, but the sink turned on. So she was in the stall. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so she was in the stall going to the bathroom, and then she heard some humming like and footsteps, but no door open. And then the water turned on, and she looked out the little little hole between the stall and nobody was there and then the humming and then footsteps and no door and left there's no way that you can make that door quiet never because never it's loud first of all and the keypad beeps when you open it and i didn't know this chick she was doing a teeth whitening course with me and i did not know this girl and so she comes in and she's all freaked out her name's Corey. she owns um a salon in richland she's really nice but i did not know her before she took the training right and she comes in she's like can i ask you a question and i said yeah she goes don't get freaked out. Um, what did this place used to be? And I said, it was a hospital. She's like, okay, all right. That makes sense. I think I, and I said, why? And she was like white. And I said, what, what's happening? She goes, I just had a really weird experience in the bathroom. And then another client named Mandy, who does not even know Corey <clears throat> was down there and saw two nurses doing their lipstick in the, in the mirror, in, the mirror? in front of the, Um, mirror in front of the sinks and she was in the bathroom and when she came out of the bathroom they moved out of the way for her and she knew they weren't real but they were still there they didn't like disappear and then she they acted irritated that she was there and then she walked out and then she opened the door again and they were gone I would have ran out. She did. <laughs> she did. She ran back here oh, and had, she she ran back here and had to sit down and she was like I just ha- I, 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 I 
like weird and I didn't know her spiritual beliefs or anything. And she goes, I just had the craziest experience in the bathroom. And this is about only two weeks after the other girl had it. And I said, so I was kind of calm and I said, I said, well, what happened? And she told me and I said, oh yeah, that's, that happens. That happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then since then it's just been a lot of weird things that people talk about. So yeah. Do you have a ghost story, Brandy? Actually, I do. Okay. <laughs> I do. This was many, many years ago. I was, um, I used to live in California, but I would come here and visit my mom. Yeah. Um, and one time I was asleep. I was dead asleep. Um, and then, you know, sometimes when you're asleep, you feel like a presence or like yes. when somebody's watching you. But, you know. Yes. So, um, and then I saw that. I mean, I felt that and I woke up and I saw like my mom's shadow. So I, I thought it was, you know, my mom I'm like, oh. So I saw I saw the shadow and then, then I turned around and I'm like, okay. So the next morning, and it must have been like a one or two in the morning from what I can recall. Um, and so the next morning I, I was having breakfast with my mom and I told her, I'm like, oh, you scared me last night. And then she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, when you got up to the bathroom, I'm like, you were like standing right next to my bed. I just saw your big black shadow. And it literally, it was like, I saw like my mom's body. So, and she's like, no, I, I didn't get up to go to the restroom. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, your shadow was like, or your body, your figure, like it was right on the bed. She's like, no, I didn't go to the restroom at all. And so it was like, it was like a silence. (laughs) And like, we never talked about it ever again. Like, it was so scary. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, I'm like, you're kidding. So yeah, we never spoke of that again. But yeah, according to she said it wasn't her. My husband sees shadow people sometimes. Like, really? Mm-hmm. And so I know she had the gift of seeing yeah. ghosts as well. And so like, and she told me that she would see. And I'm uh-huh. like, I, I don't want to hear because I'm too chicken. And yeah. so I don't think that I would be able to yes. handle that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we never talked about it again. And weren't you wow. telling me about your grandma? Was that you? Well, I have more my grandma. Was that you that told me... Um, was it you that told me your great grandma was a witch? No. Okay, this is somebody else that's coming on. So, um, and I was like, and it's I can't, I can't imagine it's Eric, the next guy. But may, ooh, that would be really interesting. That'd be interesting. Yes. Very okay. interesting. Well, no, but you know, in our building too, though, where we actually have the salon. Where in, are you guys? Howard Amon Park. It's okay. By Novel Coffee. Yeah. But it used to be but in the it, Parkway. Yeah. Yeah. No. Park view. Um, but that building used to be a theater. Um, Mm. Oh yeah. The old theater. Yes. Okay. So we were upstairs for a little bit, uh, for a year and, um, yeah, it was pretty crazy because actually I've never seen anything. And the only time I started seeing things was up there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would see those dark shadows yeah. and on the because our our we have a system a recording system a recording system and so that it senses movement uh-huh. and so like it would catch on after hours after everybody would be you know we were gone uh-huh. so you would see you that the movement. monitor on the computer would turn on and then like we had like a square tablet remember um that it would catch it when it would flip so <sighs> 
we were like, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kid you not. Like, Brandy would be like, dude, did you see the cameras? I'm like, what? She yeah. goes, look at the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. And it would be like two, three in the morning. It yeah. Is, it's mainly like at two or three in the morning that we Well, between get. two and four is a, um, a really yeah. common um, yes. hour for otherworldly movement. And then sometimes it would be in the back because we, we it was like separation sort of. And so I would be in the back and we would hear the, like we had a door thing, thing was ding dong, uh-huh. whatever. Um, and I would hear and I would go and it's like, see who's there. Nobody. And then like I would be looking, like say I'd be right here. And then I'll look in the corner of my eye and I would just see something walk by. And I'm yeah. just like, okay, what's going on here? Um, and then the crazy of it all, we moved downstairs, right? To a more, you know, open, uh, what is it called? Uh storefront uh-huh um so we have big windows and stuff so yeah. it's pretty cool um so we took off that monitor half the monitor is at the garage okay and the other half is at the salon the monitor keeps turning on so what what i had to literally freaking throw it away because it would not it would only come on when random random, uh, random times it will go off and then this monitor is nowhere near where there's people coming in or out it was literally in the locker and it, yeah. it would go off just randomly. And then I would look at Leah. And it was turned off. <gasps> like, what? Ooh, and the fuckery is happening right now. The fuckery is happening. It's inside <laughs> the machine. Something is in that damn machine. And I was just like, I'm throwing it away, Brandy. <laughs> because the last time it was like, she was doing her client. And I was at the like the reception area. And I heard it. And I'm like, did you hear that? She was I was like, that shit's going. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? I'm just like, throw that shit away. Uh, yeah, throw it away. I do spend a lot of time um, when I'm in bed looking at my ring cameras to see if I capture any ghosts in here. <laughs> You're like, I really want I to. Do. Yeah, I and do. You, but you have to make sure the sensitivity on your cameras is pretty like, yes. low or high. Sorry. Because I feel like that's what's going on with those. Yes. I, um, we have a sarcastic cleaning guy. Um, and so I, I, I started watching them because he, he irritated me. Um, and now he bows to the camera. <laughs> he left all the lights on here one night and left my door unlocked. So I come here at 70 or 8 oh, a.m. on a Saturday and the door's unlocked and I'm like, what in the hell? And so we look back on the ring cameras and it's this dude with a top knot ponytail and um, look at me showing my age, like judging these top oh, knotters. You know? okay. He's got a top knot ponytail and he's just walking around here like he owns the place and left all the lights on, leaves my door open. And so I notified the building and I said, hey, um, the cleaning crew left my do- left my door open last night. Like, that's totally not OK. Uh, not OK. I, that can never happen again. And um, left all the lights on. Can you make sure it doesn't happen again? Who is it? So I sent pictures of this dude. Well, then, so they must have said something to him. And now he comes in to the um, space when he cleans and he bows in front of the um, ring camera. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. Before he... Petty, <laughs> right? And my husband, it just, it just gets into my husband. My husband's oh, like, I'm oh, sure. I just don't like that guy in there. I just want to get... They just need to get rid of him. And I'm like, I think it's kind of funny. One of these days when he bows, I'm going to talk into the thing. You saying, should. Yeah, Spanish I'm going to. I'm going to be like, very good, young lad. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, shoot. I've never seen any ghosts. Just see these little little guys. So, these little. Yep. He's annoying. Um, dude. 
Uh, Brennan, do you have anything to add? No, I mean, I those ghost stories are great. I, I, I haven't seen the nurses on that side of the building. I know. I wish I. Hey, no. I want to see. Brandon, I, I think we need a break. I'm gonna go to that bathroom again. Uh, but I was gonna say, like, I don't um, go on those elevators anymore. You don't. I don't go on the. Um, Do they freak you on out? On the east side uh-huh. elevators. I they for some reason just that side of the building just freaks me out. See. And I'm not very like I like I'm like I've mentioned on this podcast multiple times. I'm I'm, I'm somewhat of a skeptic, but. For he, so it, it, but I, I kind of, I mean, I, I'm getting there. You must feel like I'm the heavy there. energy. I, yeah, I also don't want to get stuck in an elevator. Did and you, I feel like since I, since I've put that out and the, I put that energy out, if I'm on that side of the building, I feel like Mrs. Paulson will like get me stuck in the elevator. Oh my! <laughs> She's like, this is a guy that was talking shit that didn't want to come right. over here. That's what I would so do. we're gonna make him get sure get that's stuck. That's what I would do if I once I pass. Like, yeah. Everybody better watch out. Um, so. What was I going to say about um, the that side of the building? Oh, did you guys he, did you guys feel the heaviness when you came in the building? Do you like last time? Not this time because we greeted you like so quickly. But did you feel that when you get a chance to just come in and like go? Do you feel that energy that comes in? Well, I didn't feel it. Not this time. Yes, I don't, I don't remember this um, last time to be honest. Because yeah, I, well, I was like very lost. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to figure out, so I didn't. But I mean, hey, this, I was half asleep. <laughs> you were. You did. A, you were doing a night thing too. Yeah. I was yes. Too at Cadillac. So yes. I was like, I was, like, I was dead asleep. I was like, what? What's going on? Yeah. No. It was. It was. Um. That was a long time ago. Yes. It was. And what? What? What service did you get trained on here? On brow lamination, tinting, lash lift, and lash tint. How do you feel that that, that's a good one. Let's talk, so can you put the microphone in front of your face then, Brandy? Now we're going to get professional. Yes. Um, How do you feel that that training went? I felt like it went really well. I mean, I, it's not something that I offer all the time, but Mm -hmm. you know, like if somebody wants to get like their brow shaped and waxed and so that's definitely like an upsell that you can always do. Um, so it was a profitable class yeah. for you. That's yeah, good. It is. Yeah, that's good. W- was I the person? The, did you? Did, no. Oh, okay. Edith was, was her model. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, don't I, take my spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did, I did a, uh, You did one too. A brow that's lamination. Right. Yes. 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 I, I you have a little bit of brow game going yes. on. Yes. <laughs> that's, this was like three months ago. <laughs> Brennan's so cute because he always... Um, I mean, we just, I'll put him on the spot and like, are you using a retinol? Brennan, I can tell you're dehydrated. I'm not using anything right now and I'm I'm ashamed of it. Yeah, you should be. You should be. The sun's coming out, so I'll start putting Guns out, sun's out. You better put some. SPF. SPF. Please. Yep. So we had a nude runner in Spokane. We had a nude, we had a nude guy. That was running around in which park? Uh, this Beacon Hill. It's Beacon a, Hill Park. Um, yeah, it's really close to my house. And Brennan, I run, and I run Brennan runs there. And so this go- this dude was running in the nude, and people were calling the police, saying this guy's running everything, flying around. He's totally nude. And so they were trying to catch him because they he was doing it to shock people, obviously, running <laughs> naked. And Brennan... Um, Free advertisement. W- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that was the hot topic of Brennan's harassment for a while where I asked him 
for several months. I, they never did catch that guy, did they? I don't think so. I think he probably stopped once. Every, once yeah, people yeah. yeah he must have been a runner it. then. Yeah. And, and um, I I saw on Spokane News there was a new driver. I was like, oh, oh shit, it's the same guy. I bet the same dude. You see free advertising. <laughs> that was so weird. That was making sure he gets a woman. Yeah, it's so weird. Oh, well, do you have anything to say, Sydney? You've been kind of quiet this episode. Um, no, I don't think so. I feel like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't really know what to say in terms of the ownership stuff because I obviously don't own anything. But, but you I will stress say, out. Yes, I do. And I will she has say, to put up with I me don't like want to. Like, <laughs> I have no desire to um, run a spa at all, other than obviously helping Lee with whatever she needs. But, um, and then. I guess just you guys mentioned trying to keep good staff and yeah. coming from like an employee perspective, I would say that like, um, I stay here because you treat me very well yeah. and I like being with you and working with you. Um, but if I didn't like it, I probably wouldn't have stayed. You know what I mean? And, right. And so it really is based off the environment. I think like the last spa I worked at was terrible and I didn't, I wasn't there very long. Um, and the only reason why I did stay for the duration that I did because I wanted to get good at my job because I genuinely love doing skin and I really liked my coworkers yeah. and that was really all that was keeping me there. Um, so I think it's really like important to make sure you keep, good care of just treat employees. your people well yeah mm -hmm. just treat them equally and don't you know that kind of stuff yeah so. you gen zers value um things value your free time and value um things very differently i saw this is totally not about beauty industry but i saw a thing about on the today show that only 16 to 23 percent of gen zers are getting their driver's license and wow. and that they instead uber and um or oh. they're down to one car if they're in a household yeah. And it's like, that's, it's so different. So I appreciate you being here. And yeah. even though I lecture about, um, random shit. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's all good. Or I'll panic. Never had a problem. <laughs> and I want to apologize when I said, like, I don't want to deal with having employees because it sounds like hell no, or something like that. Says, I, no, 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 no. But, yeah, I, but no. then I was, I, I mean it like, I Having like having to find someone that can do what I do, I wouldn't do. want to deal with employees either. Yeah, to be just, quite honest with you, that's what scares me about hiring someone. Is just like I bet it's just like I do so much in my business, and if I had to like let pieces of it go, like and I know that, it's gonna, I know it's going to happen, but like that I gotta find someone like like, you have, like, yeah. like you have a city. control <laughs> of everything. Yes. Yes. yes, how sometimes I feel, and that's why probably we still haven't. And like I was telling. Edith, like in the future, we were probably considering doing commission stylists, mm. but mm. I am so anal that I would have to have, you know, like, so I'm like, we're not ready yet. Yeah. Just because I feel like I can, um, you know, like be on the same page as you are. Like, yeah. I would be hard to let go of some yeah. things. And well, and it's truly just about extracting your, what's in your head and putting it on paper so that yeah. it can be duplicated. And I was so good at that in Tri-Cities and I had my team and I had Marie mm -hmm. and my gosh, they were so good. I literally could leave and be in Spokane and they would make $1,500 a day. Like just 
and they were, I mean, so good. And so the house was like, we were always profitable. They were happy. They were getting money. You know what I mean? It was like, so, and I wasn't even there. And then COVID cat happened. And so having to, and it's a different consumer base since COVID yeah, people spend is. their money very differently. And so then Sydney came on and I, we were trying to really just figure, so she's been with me pretty much since the beginning here. So now it's just a matter of really documenting how we do things and then putting it on paper so that it can be replicated for, cause we've got a new person starting on May 1st. Um, and she's, they're probably going to really truly be the, um, primary esthetician Sydney's still going to do clients I'm still going to do clients but I'm doing my skincare line and the podcast and Sydney kind of is just like my right hand you know what I mean so it's it's important to yeah, find and, uh, good people and, and I'm nervous. I really appreciate that, you know, how she was saying, Sydney, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, she was kind of giving us feedback of like how she feels. Yeah. Because, to, you know, as an owner, you can say, this is, this is how I want it. This is how I feel. This is how I should be. This is whatever. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's very important to value your, um, the people you have. Um, and they have opinion. to buy in. Yes. Yeah. Because even we could have our ideas and, you know, Brandon and I, you know, we have it, like she said, very straightforward, but sometimes they cannot, they might not agree or they might have their own opinions. And it's, it's good to see their side of the story. Yeah. Cause I feel like, like you said, a lot of people don't really like the fact that you don't, they feel like you're not, um, paying attention to them, yeah. that you're not giving them the, the actual, um, time. Yes. Um, and I think right now that's like a lot of people's like real like the thing that they want, you yeah. know, it's that for you to value what they're trying to say yes. and acknowledge them and, yeah. you know, um, <clears throat> which is a good thing. Like, I really like that you said that because it you. gives another Appreciate perspective of yes. things too. Um, and I feel like as an owner, you could grow every day because oh, you get to learn. You absolutely. learn every day. Every day. I mean, trust me, you should see my bed. <laughs> I have like books like this, like yes. learning new ways. Yes. It's like, you know, I, you can read all the books you want, but you're learning something every single day, you know? And well, and I, feel, I sorry, I did not no, mean to interrupt. Yeah. I, I feel like when you're in a position where you're creative too, cause we're creators as, yeah, hair, sure. as hairstylists and makeup artists and skincare and podcasters, when you're, when you're supposed to plug into your business and be creative and keep that creative energy always going, uh-huh. the business part really kind of, that's a downer. Right. Like you have to, but it's so important to keep that creativity level high, um, by doing that work. And I learn every day and Sydney, what I appreciate her about her the most is that no matter what weird idea I come up with and I'll send her a text and say, here's what we're going to do. Here's my graphic, blah, blah, blah. She's like fun. And then boom, there's like never any like, Oh, why are we doing that? Why are, you know, that's the kind, I just don't want anybody here, um, and it would be super important for a salon too to bring the whole creative energy down because that is truly the lifeblood of Being the beauty a party industry. Pooper. Yes. Having that bad energy. That low vibe mm-hmm. energy. Yes, yes, yes. So. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's good. It's good to have fun. It's good to enjoy your, the process of it too because um, I feel like that's, at least from my experience, you know, it's it's been a... Like, I feel like Palma Joe really gave that to us. You know, they like did, to have, yes. They always hyped us up. They, they always did. Had, Their like, culture positive. was so cool. Yeah, so I feel like it is always to be positive. And uh, even in a neg- negative situation, try to see the positive yep. out of it. And Because um, it's so easy to go down to a negative path. It is. Just because it's what we gravitate to, unfortunately, yes. right away. Yep. Um, so seeing it a positive in a positive manner um, is a really good thing. 
Just giving a positive attitude. I agree. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us go. <laughs> Look at us go. And on that note, where are you guys located and what's your phone number? So you give yourself a shout out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We are located in Richland, Washington. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, George Washington Way. Okay. Our and it's salon. called Meraki? Oh, everybody says what is Meraki. It? What's it called? <laughs> It's Marikai Beauty Marikai, okay. And our phone number is 509-420-4230. And what do you guys special in, specialize in? I'll let Brandy talk. She has a sexy voice. Yes, do it. <clears throat> let me clear my Give throat. your spiel. Give your, oh, your nails are badass, too. Oh, yeah. yeah These are I've like been looking diva. at them the whole time. Holy yeah. moly. They're gorgeous. So and you get those done by your person? Yes. <gasps> we have the same person. You better shout her out. So, that is yes, beautiful. Actually, shout out to Aurora. She's actually, she moved in on the last location where we were at. Nice. So she is... Um, very, AG nails. Yes. AG brain fart. Nails. Got a brain fart. Nice, there. nice, nice. But yes. Um, and we specialize on extensions, global blondings, um, you know, highlights. Yeah. Um, and we have two girls that do lashes. Priscilla. Mm-hmm. I love Priscilla. Oh, she does amazing. <laughs> we and got to a lot of trouble <laughs> with Priscilla. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Rose. She specializes on um, um, ombre powder, um, permanent makeup. Nice. So, and nice. tiny tattoos, too. So, nice. they're both amazing um, at what they do. Nice. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Priscilla, hi. I know Leah wants to say something. Yes. Tell her something, Leah. Let's see. What can we talk about, Priscilla? My biggest memory of Priscilla. Um,. She was just fun and loud. She was fun and loud, and yeah. we would. And her da- and I was married, and she was dating. Yep, she um, was single at that time, man. Seen, I uh, mean, she was dating, but she was yeah. she was dating. Dating? <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Priscilla. <laughs> and so we loved all of her stories. It was yep. so fun. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we had a great time. She always talks about you. She like loves you. So, oh, hello, Priscilla. Really- I miss you and love you. Yeah, she's she's pretty good. I mean, like like Brandy was saying, our girls are pretty amazing. Yeah. We love them. We really don't have to do anything with them because they perfect. have their own. Like they really took the part of their their own business owners. Yeah. Um. At the end of the day, I literally I was telling Brandy, I'm like, it's they have their own website up. They have yeah. their own like legit their own way of finding their clientele. We never have no issues with them. Like, hey, well, yeah, you're not good. helping enough, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's I feel good. like we're. But then we don't have to worry about anything um, in that sense, you That's know. Great. So we're hoping that these warmer months, this nicer weather, we could get up and back and back to our yep, you will marketing stra- strategies we were doing in the beginning, yep. and and we'll have a lot of fun with that. So. Yes. Well, I look forward to seeing what you guys do. And um, on that note, we should say goodbye. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. No, Did you thank have fun? You. Thank you for having us. Was yeah. it? Was it? Nervousy? Were you see once you got I here? I love that nervousy. That's a yeah. <laughs> I love how Leah says that. Honestly, no, because I feel like you're very welcoming and you've Thank always. You. I feel like we've always like clicked. So I, totally. I, I, I don't know. I just coming to you was just very like. I was really I chill. It. I Thank was really you. like I said. It was an honor. It was an honor for you to reach out, and I really Aww. appreciate you. Um, Thank you. And taking the time of your day to like hear us out and, you know, talk about our salon too. Like, I really, really appreciate you. Well, it's my, it's my honor because I really respect both of you and I loved you as soon as you came in and just kind of watching you guys 
go on social media is cool. Like th- that's the best thing about social media is that you still like, you feel like you can still stay connected to people, right. even though even we've hung out twice in seven years, but mm-hmm. still it's like you just pick right back up because the familiarity is still there, which is so cool. So I thank you very much. I love you both. Thank you for coming on here. We love yes. you too. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Um, Okay, that's it. All so right. Vanity Makeup and Skin is located... That's like an abrupt end. <laughs> Vanity Makeup and Skin is located in downtown Spokane at 421 West Riverside Avenue, Suite 820. And Vane Industry Elevations Classroom is located inside Vanity Makeup and Skin, 421 West Riverside. 509-598-8695 is Vanity. And 509-979-Vane is Vane. And we are on all social media. Um, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Tickety Talk. Tickety Talk. Tickety Talk. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll say goodbye, everybody. Say goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.